You're listening to Broken Meeple Reviews. One game, ten minutes, what's my verdict? Let's find out. Hello everyone, thank you for joining me, Luke Hector at the Broken Meeple for the pilot episode of the Broken Meeple Reviews. Yes, there's no fancy title for this one, it's just simply a supplement to my normal podcast where I will review a game in 10 minutes. Now, it's about time I got round to this because it has taken me a while and the idea is is that I am not going to give complex rules explanations and things like that, I'm going to tell you about the game, I'm going to give you a basic overview of what you're doing in it and then go over what I love, what I don't like give it a final verdict based on the Board Game Geek rating out of 10, and then wrap it up there, basically. And I'm going to try and condense it all in 10 minutes. Now, obviously, I've already spent a minute talking about the what I'm doing with these episodes, so I'd better hurry up and get started. And today, I'm looking at The Pursuit of Happiness. Now, most of you might know this game based on the recent Kickstarter that came out for the second edition print, which not only did I win a copy on their BGD contest, but I also kickstarted the cards. But I was introduced to this game at Essen, and I had known nothing about the game. Literally, I knew a title, and that was about it. But Artipia Games had it on their stage, they showed me it, and it has quickly become one of my best Euros I have ever played. But why is that? Now, first of all, the game itself. It was designed by Adrian Abala and David Chirkop, relatively new designers. You wouldn't have necessarily have heard of them, but you might have heard of the person they collaborated with, who is Vangelis Abagiatakis. I hope I pronounced that even vaguely correctly. People might know him as the designer of Among the Stars and Dice City, two very good games, two very different games, certainly in their respective genres, and he was on my top 10 designers list that I did on my last podcast episode. So he's, his name being on the box certainly got me intrigued. Now, what do you do in this? Well, the pursuit of happiness is what I like to call the game of life with worker placement mechanics. Pretty much that is what it is. If you remember the game of life in the 80s, you basically rolled a die and moved across this board and you lived your life from basically teenage to life where you got a job, you got kids, and then you eventually ended up in the millionaire's mansion or a country cottage or something. Well, this is similar. You're living your life from teenage to old age, and your your character will die at the end. I know that sounds a bit morbid, but stick with me, that's how it works. And the idea is, is that there are all these different projects and items and activities and jobs and partners that you can end up with during the game, and it's very much a sandbox type feel. You can play this game however you like. Do you want to undertake a ton of projects? Do you want to do nothing but activities? Do you just want to have a ton of possessions that cost a lot of money with your job? Do you want to get no job at all and rely on a temporary paper round while you live with your sort of starving girlfriend, I guess? Do you want to raise a whole family and then undertake a job and just realize just how all mental real life is? It's very much that type of game. The worker placement aspect is that there are spaces on the board where you will put your hourglasses, that's what the workers are, they represent time. And in each round, which is a stage of your life, teenage, adult, old age, etc., and you will basically put the workers down and do the various actions, most of them being to take a project, take a job, take an item, take an activity, but also they will gain you money which you need in order to buy certain items and undertake activities, but also resources which you need in order to do the projects and the jobs and qualify to date certain partners, because naturally, some partners want you to be pretty creative. 
Some want you to be knowledgeable. Some want you to just have a ton of money. You know, that's the way. There's a good variety. The resources are creativity, uh, influence, and knowledge. And you use these in order to complete the projects and do various tasks. Items and activities are pretty straightforward. They're essentially possessions and outings. So an item might be a miniatures collection and an outing might be a shooting range. The projects vary. You've either got projects that take time to achieve, like, for example, growing a bonsai tree is a project in there. So you start off with a little seed, it becomes a little bit of a plant, then you maintain it, and then it's a huge bonsai tree. And then you've got one-time projects, which are literally a bit like going on a game show. Now, they cost resources in order to upgrade the projects from start to finish. Same goes for the one-off projects. You choose what level that you're going to undertake the project at, spend the resources and get the reward. It's very much that simple way of playing. With a one-off project, it might be going on a game show and you decide whether you got past the second round, the third round, the runner-up or the eventual winner. Obviously, the more you spend, the more rewards you get. You've also got these cool ones called group projects where you start the project off and there's other bits that other players can join in by spending the resources and getting the reward and then the more players that fill up this group project the bigger the rewards are for everyone who joined the project it's a really cool interactive element and just to give you an example you could say start a musical band so i start it up and i sound the guitarist right i need the drummer i need the keyboardist and i need the vocalist other people can come in and join those and you can even fill additional positions kind of weird you know well i suppose with a music band it's not that weird you know i can play the guitar and sing and then i just need two others i had a funny game where i started a role play group as the dungeon master and i filled in another space to play the wizard so i played the good guy and the bad guy and nobody else would join my group so it was a very sad lonely role play group in that particular game but this is i mean if you were laughing at that that is what this game is like in a box it's laughter. Because you play this to win, you know, you're trying to get the most long-term happiness, which is victory points. But it's not about that. It's about telling a story of your life. Did I undertake every project I could find and did so much with my life? Did I just surround myself in possessions with all these useless trinkets that cost me loads of money and forced me to get a massive job? Did I raise a family with a partner? Did I get two partners and raise a family with both? Yes, you can actually have multiple partners, even though it does hurt you badly to do so. Or can do you decide, I'm just going to go out on all these excursions? You know, I'll, I'll get a job to fund it. But other than that, I don't care about commitments and everything. I just want the job to pay for all my activities. You can play this however you like. And that is the beauty of it. Some of the stories that you get from where people live their lives in such strange ways is where the fun and laughter comes from this game. And first game I played, I actually tried to mimic my actual life. So I worked out at the gym, I started up a miniatures collection, I got a board game collection, yeah, that's cards in the game as well. I got a job, and I dated someone. But that was it, I didn't actually raise a family. I'm not a kid's person. So it's it, that was for the first game. The second game, I decided I was never going to get a job. I was going to survive the whole game on nothing but temporary jobs. It's a space on the worker placement thing. doesn't get you much money, but you can get it any time. And I found a girl, um, a partner in the game. Basically, you've got male and female partners. They do exactly the same thing. There's just a male and female counterpart for each. I found a girlfriend who gave you money for being in a relationship with her. She was effectively a bankrolling girlfriend. And I had... Everyone gets a child trait to begin with. It gives them like a little bonus. And mine was for temp jobs. So I decided I was going to play the whole game where I just lived on temp jobs and this bankrolling girlfriend and just took her out on all these excursions. I never took a full job for the entire game. And I only lost by two points. 
that you can get some really close scores in this game. Whether you start off badly or not, it is possible to catch up. And I have actually been beaten in this game by people who started off badly. It is possible to catch up. But even then, whether you win or lose, it's just hilarious what happens with this. Now, the theme is very strong. The artwork is very nice. If I'm going to nitpick on flaws, some of the things aren't quite as thematic. The jobs, for example, literally are just arts, social, and science jobs. There's no specific job title. And that's a little bit of a nitpick. However, bear in mind that I'm reviewing the first edition of this game that came out of Essen. The wide release is going to be the second edition print from the Kickstarter, and they have included event cards, and they're going to include thematic jobs, and more projects, and more child traits, and more everything, basically. And that's going to improve this game dramatically. But for now, it's already a solid Euro game, and just so much fun to play. Now, I would probably suggest playing it with four players may go a bit long if you've got some analysis paralysis players because because of the, the sheer wealth of options you've got, it can cause some people to freeze. I recommend three players or two players. Two players is good as well. And try to avoid the slow player if you can. But other than that... This is a really cool game that you can easily wrap up in 90 minutes without too much trouble. The longest it should ever take you is two hours, and that's only if you've got the slow player. But for stories, for fun, for just sheer enjoyment, every time I have shown this game to people, they have enjoyed it, they have laughed. I've got friends of mine who are now obsessed with me bringing this and playing it, and I cannot wait for the second edition version. It's going to be amazing. So, my final verdict... The Pursuit of Happiness, taking into account the flaws in the first edition with the thematic jobs and the slight length, I'm giving it a solid 9 out of 10. This could be a 10 out of 10 game if the second edition improves on that front, but for now it's a solid 9 out of 10 and it is a beautiful classic in my board game collection. I never want to get rid of it until I get the second edition print, in which case I'm going to let one of my friends have it and we're just going to enjoy it. Love this game to bits. Well done, Artipia Games. This is fantastic. A brilliant Euro. 9 out of 10. The Pursuit of Happiness. Go check it out. Seriously, it's great. Thanks for listening to this review. Join me next time on episode 2, if you like this one, that is, for the Dynasties expansion to Nations. Thank you for listening, and catch you later.